0: Hello, my pumpkins. This is Chloe Taylor, and welcome to Authentic and Unapologetic. Here, we explore spirituality and psychology. It is my goal with this podcast to remind you that when you stand tall in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. Hello, my beautiful pumpkins, and welcome back to Authentic and Unapologetic. Oh, my goodness. I feel like I have... Quite the interesting topic today and it's, i again, no notes. I feel like the best podcasts are always the ones where I don't have any notes with me because, yeah, we get a little carried away, but I feel like they are more authentic because I'm not trying to fit it into any kind of a box, but... First and foremost, I like pre-recorded all of the episodes this month that you've heard so far. And so this one's also pre-recorded, but they're recorded like three or four weeks apart. So I feel like I haven't recorded the podcast in a really long time because by my standard, I technically haven't. Uh, So I do apologize if I seem a little podcast rusty this week, but I need to talk to y'all about The move, the move, and how I have manifested literally my dream apartments. And this is definitely going to get into the realm of sex magic. So I'm going to tell you right now, if you're my mother-in-law, if you're my biological mother, if you're my dad, if you are, well, my siblings and I are pretty open about that stuff. But if you are anybody that is uncomfortable hearing about some slight sexual activity between myself and my partner, nothing crazy graphic, but like, if that's something you don't want to hear, I'm going to kindly ask you to exit this podcast. Um, I don't know if any family members actually listen to this podcast, but I'm just saying if any of y'all do, this might be the one that makes you uncomfortable. So this is your opportunity to come back next week. So um as many of you know my husband and myself we are both practicing chaos witches and I actually want to cover a little bit about this. So we both identified originally as eclectic witches but here's the thing. You eclectic witches usually take at least from my understanding. Eclectic witches take eclectic witches take practices that like are more traditional based and use them how they see fit a chaos witch. And this is just for any of y'all that needed that differentiation or like understanding a chaos, witch is someone that your magic works basically because you say it does. You can even have a spell that you get from somebody else and you can decide that you don't like it and want to change a couple of ingredients or you want to do it this way. And it works because you say it does. And if we know anything about magic that's how it works. The intention is the most important part. And so chaos, witches they kind of just like, there's obviously like, I I will still always say, like, be safe, you know, you know what your like safety is for you as a practitioner. But something with chaos witchcraft is there isn't really any rules. Like there's no tradition, there's no rules, there's no, and literally, you just kind of pull shit out of thin air. And I feel like, Unless you were raised by a chaos witch or you have like a mentor, I don't feel like most people get into witchcraft and think that they are just chaos practitioners or chaos witches. It's usually something that is learned over time because you do when you're like dipping into witchcraft, you you don't want to go just zero to 100 gas fully on. Uh, You know, it takes time to kind of learn a lot of the foundational basics and get to a place where you feel comfortable expressing your magic before you can just jump off into the deep end like that. Um, I've been a practicing witch for, uh, gosh, I want to say since like 2018. So it's been like three years going on like a fourth year next year. Um, But I've mentioned this in plenty of other podcasts and videos on my YouTube channel, linked down below, uh, where I've talked about like my journey into witchcraft and all of that. But where I stand right now, chaos witchcraft is the one that makes, excuse me, the most sense. Um, And also labels are hard for me, okay? (laughs) Okay. I'm a Gemini moon. We don't like labels in this house. I feel like most air signs are not about labels. Maybe Libra, but I feel like Aquarius and Gemini, we are not here for labels and it's always changing. But um, the reason I'm bringing this up is like part of this home manifesting does include the topic of sex magic, which I feel like is something that not – Enough people talk about because sex is such a taboo thing in the public, which is so weird anyways, because most of what the media, we like, people consume in, like, movies and stuff, it's, like, very sex-geared, but, like, not real-life sex. It's very, like played up and over dramatized, where like talking about something like sex magic or orgasm manifesting or something like that to me is so much more primal and natural. But so many people don't cover the topic because it's taboo. And even myself, I'm not gonna lie to you, this is not like the easiest I mean, it was an easy decision for me to be like, yeah, I want to talk about sex magic. But it's also like, somewhat difficult, because I don't know the best way to approach it, and I don't want to be, like, crude, but we're just going to get up to it today, okay? We're just going to talk about it, and we're just going to see what comes out. I'm going to tell you the honest truth and how I feel like we manifested this place. Um, And I also want to kind of add a little thing in here before we get into, like, all of it that I... And I I maybe have said this before, but I'm just going to say it again. Um, I am very private about my relationship with my significant other. I didn't used to be that way. I used to always want pictures of us together and put, put him everywhere online. And, you know, it, it was like that, like, traditional person in me that was also taught from a very young age that, like, all I was good for was to be a wife and a mom, which I'm not a mom. I am somebody's wife. But – um, You know, I wanted to meet that stereotype. And now, being 30 years old and very comfortable with myself and a raging bisexual, um, I, I don't like putting my relationship online anymore and like you'll even notice if you look at my instagram like the pictures of us together on my public page for chloe taylor they've all been taken down like i don't share photos of him i don't really do a lot of talking about him and that's at my own discretion my husband has never asked me to do that um i just find that our relationship is so special to me that like people on the internet want to come for me sure go for it take your best shot Uh, I've been here for nearly a decade and people say the meanest shit for no reason, but you come for my significant other, my family, you have another thing coming. Um, So I feel like just like in saying that, I am going to talk about like practices today that include my spouse, but... I I feel like y'all that listen to the podcast really get more information and really so does probably like the Patreon link down below as well. Um, but I really try to keep my husband like off of most of my public spaces just because, like I said, that relationship is so sacred to me and so special. Um, but here I am telling the internet about like some of the most sacred practice. Oh my gosh, why am I like this? Okay. Anyways, that's all I wanted to say on that. Like, I, I don't talk about him a ton, a ton, I don't think. But probably on the podcast, you hear more about it than not. Um, So let's talk about this house, okay? Y'all know if you've listened to the podcast for a long time, I all of my 20s, I lived below the poverty line. I could barely afford to keep my lights on, my phone on. I could barely afford my car. It was almost repossessed possessed at one time. Um, I, like, it's... It, it, My 20s were rough, okay? (laughs) 20s were really rough. And I also attribute some of that to having Saturn in the second house, which is the house of personal finance. So, like, of course, during a Saturn return – money would amplify itself because I've gone through a very long extensive period of time where that was not the case. And I feel like wherever your Saturn is in your chart, I don't know if I've said this before, but that's often where you will be a late bloomer in your chart. So like maybe having the second house there, personal finances bloomed really late for me, Um, which 30 is not late, but it's later than like all of my peers, basically. Uh, so just little extra nugget of wisdom. If you have your own chart, you can look at that and kind of find out where, like what you might bloom into during your Saturn return around age 30. So why am I even talking about that? That has nothing. Oh no, I'm talking about it for a reason. Okay. So poverty line, um, you know, I, I've struggled a lot financially more than I think I even have probably expressed because I also carry a lot of shame around that, uh, being raised in like an upper middle class family that put a lot on appearances growing up. That's a lot of like struggle I've had to work through mentally just to like be myself openly and also know when to ask for help and to like let other people help me instead of just suffering by myself. And With this place, when I tell you, well, first of all, if those of you who don't know, like there might be some of you who don't, my husband and I are moving to Washington State. Um, By the time you hear this podcast, we will not already be moved. We, it's not how, I'm not going to give like an official move date or anything. Um, There shouldn't be a break in content though. I'm working like way ahead of schedule to make sure that things are still going out and giving things to my assistant early. It's a whole thing. So, um, but when I tell you, like, okay, so we're moving to Washington State. I said that part. We have wanted to move to the Pacific Northwest for probably the last, like, five or six years. Um, really concentrating hard on it probably in the last two or three. But it's been a while. Like, this has been something that has been in the making for a long time. And at us as a couple, basically. Me as an individual, I have always seen myself somewhere in an ocean based town, preferably with a forest. And I don't know why it took me so long to think of Washington as like a good location for that. But that's kind of always how I have seen myself. Like when I think about my highest version of self, how this motherfucker wakes up in the morning, what is she doing? She's putting on that plush robe, her slippers, and she's going out to the balcony off of the captain's room, which by the way, this might be a little extra wisdom of nugget of wisdom that many of y'all maybe didn't know. My spouse and I have started referring to what is known as the master bedroom. Some people call it an ensuite, suite, which I think is also nice. Um, we refer to it as the captain's room because the master bedroom actually has strong links to slavery. Um, and we still use that today in our modern language. And I think we should stop doing that. So, uh, we call it the captain's room and the captain's bathroom. Um, that's just something I came up with. It's not like something I read somewhere else with the captain's part. Um, I hope I'm not disrespecting any pirates, (laughs) but, um, that's kind of always how I've seen myself, like as like the highest version of myself, walking out onto a balcony with a hot cup of coffee, which many of you know, I've had to give up coffee, or maybe you don't if you haven't been on the YouTube channel. Uh, I gave up coffee in June, and literally every single time I've tried to reintroduce it to my diet in the last eight weeks, I have had an anxiety attack. So I have come to the conclusion that I actually cannot drink coffee ever again, which is very sad. But Um, I've always seen myself hot cup of coffee in hand fuzzy slippers fuzzy robe staring out into the ocean and or the forest usually it's the ocean like with the forest around it and even when I go to like meditative spaces like in my own inner world when I'm meditating there's often like a witch house in front of the ocean with a forest right next to it like that's just always where I've wanted to be and even before I was a witch and like into all of that that's just I've always seen myself oceanside and No, I do not have oceanfront property that I'm moving to yet. That will be the next manifestation, but I will be closer to the ocean than I have ever been in my entire life. Like I will be able to smell the ocean air from where I will be living. And so this has been my vision for, I couldn't even tell you a time where I didn't have this vision, like potentially into my childhood. I have seen myself being closer to the ocean, but also the forest And, like, I'm going to say probably since about 2017, so 18, 19, 20, 20, about, like, four years, we're going to say. I said two to three years, but it's probably been more like four. Actually, no, I think it's been even longer than that. It's probably been since about 2015, like six years. Every time I write about manifesting for my home, which I do a lot, I believe in scripting, I'm big on scripting. And every time I think about manifesting for my home, the things that I would always include were an updated space, like it had to be built within the last 20 years, um, because I've always lived in really old buildings, and I wanted something new. Um, That's just me, though. I'm a bougie bitch, like, and I have no shame in admitting that, like, some people like that old Victorian life. I think that's fantastic, if that's what you're into. I'm a bougie bitch. I like shit updated and modern. Um, I wanted to live somewhere brand new. It had to have three bedrooms. It had to have two bathrooms. It had to have a bathtub. Um, it had to have a patio or a deck or something. I have a balcony. Very excited about it. My first balcony ever in my adult life, actually in my entire life. I've never lived somewhere with a balcony. Um, And it's something I've always wanted. Um, what else did I have on that list? Fireplace definitely made the cut. I, it wasn't like there was like a list that was like the grand master list. And then I had some variations where I was like, I could live without this if I had to. But also like never settle when you're trying to manifest. So just only make the master list. Um, it had to have some type of wood flooring, at least through the main part of the house. Um, Carpet in the bedrooms was okay, but wood everywhere else. Um, I'm trying to think what other, I I should have brought my list with me because I know I had a lot of specification. Big windows was important to me. These are all things that this place I've manifested has, uh, big windows, ocean air surrounded by the forest. Um, it had to be something I could afford. It had to be something that was sustainably affordable for me. Um, so I would have to be at a point in my life where I could afford wherever this place was. And is that it? I'm sure there are even more like extra things that I'm not even thinking of. Those were like the big things though. So I was like, this is what it has to have. And the place that we manifested has all of that. Um, All of that and so much more. (laughs) Um, But I've been manifesting this place for years. And the only reason, and this is why I say like your intention is so important, is if you don't believe it, It's going to take longer to get to you. Now, here's the thing. During a big chunk of the time that I was manifesting this house for the last like six years or maybe more, but at least six when since I've started like actively scripting and manifesting and stuff, um, I didn't believe it was possible because I was living below the poverty line. I didn't believe that I would ever be able to afford it. And here's the thing about the universe (laughs) You have to really let go of the way that something is going to come to you. Because oftentimes things will come in the most miraculous ways. And like, say you want to manifest a place, but you're living in poverty and you don't think, how am I ever going to like afford to live in this mansion that I dream of? What if you end up becoming like a live-in housekeeper for somebody who does own the the mansion, And they don't really ever see you because they're very rarely home, but you just upkeep it and also live there. Like, it's just like, you have to be open to the possibility of how it could happen for you. And not just saying, Oh, no, I have to, the, don't, don't go my route is what I'm telling you. Don't take the approach that I took, because I think that's why it took even longer, was I said, Nope, I have to do credit repair, I have to make more money, I have to find a career that will actually support this sustainably. I, and like, those are all very pr- practical things. And I don't think it's wrong to be practical. I think we need both. But the thing is, I also think going about it the way I did, I did it in the most safe way possible, not really trusting that things could just happen. And that's something that I hope I never make that mistake again, because I think that's why it took six years when it probably could have taken like a year and a half, maybe two years, if I had just let go and trusted a little bit more. And in any case, I've been manifesting this place for a long time. And I like even on vision boards, I've put like photos, I've put, um, there was a while where I had a specific apartment in my area where I currently reside on my vision board. But I have since taken that off like quite a long time ago when I realized I didn't want to stay here. Um, that place had all the specifications as well, but it's in the state of Utah and I cannot wait to get the hell out of here. Sorry to my fellow Utah listeners. Um, this place is just not for me. Like, I don't really like to get into those topics. They're not my area of expertise, but like the politics do not, I do not agree with the politics here. I do not agree with the religious oppression here. There is so much shit I do not agree with living in this state. And yeah, I am just not, I just don't like it. I just don't like it. Like it's beautiful here. I have some great friends here, amazing people, but I am so ready to go somewhere else. Um, I've been ready for a long time, but I'm like deciding when I want to like insert the sex magic talk. (laughs) I feel like I'm like your big sister giving you like this really serious talk. Um, so how do I want? Okay. I feel like I need to add a few things first. Like I'm trying to make sure I'm getting this out in chronological order because that's where my stories get fucked up is I'll start saying something. And then I'm like, wait, 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 I got to dial it back. Sorry. We forgot this part over here. So I have been like scripting for this place. I have done intention jars for this place I have done. And I have a whole video on intention jars. I'll link it down below for you. Um, that's like a big part of my process. I've kind of tweaked that spell type a little like since that original video but the information is still solid so I will still give you that um and then what else like I've been doing stuff for years on this and but always asking for like the steps never like give me this house you uni- excuse me universe in the best way you see fit it was always like, help me find my purpose, help me find my career, help me find the money, help me repair my credit, da 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 you know? It was always in a very, like, practical sense. I think that's just an Earth sign for you. Us Earth signs, we just, we just vibe different. We want the practical answers. That's going to be your Virgo, Taurus, and Capricorn mains, which when I say main, I'm talking like sun, moon, rising, or like if you have like a stellium, which is three planets or more, in uh, an Earth sign. We like shit to be practical, Um, but like basically I've done a lot for this, like over the years. I'm going to say probably every Cancer New Moon for the last at least three years. I've done some serious home manifesting, which a lot of things have changed. Like my own house, number one, I don't live in poverty anymore. Number two, like I'm set this year to have like my first like six-figure income year, and I have never done that in my entire life. Like, yeah, like it's, it's been an insane, like 2020 was crazy for a lot of reasons. This year has been crazy. Like I never could have imagined I would be in the position that I'm in now. And like, yes, it was with the help of everybody that views my content and supports the work that I do, but it's also about like standing in your authenticity and going after your dreams, and I will always advocate for doing that. Even in spite of your biggest fears, I will always be the person that will advocate for you doing that. Um, but even things in my own house have changed. Like if you've watched old blogs that I've done on my channel, like we furnished our whole house basically last year because we just had a bunch of like scrap things that were hand me down, which is great. I'm grateful. Don't get me wrong, but it feels different when the energy of your home gives off a different energy too. And So I feel like even our home has helped us manifest and move forward because the like I my whole living room is different. I'm looking at it right now (laughs) because I'm in the living room. Oh, that's another thing. The place that we manifested. I will have my own office space in the home, and I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. I say home, but it's an apartment. But it's like the biggest apartment I've ever seen. So it feels like a home. (laughs) Um, but. Like even the vibes of our house have upgraded in that time and things have changed. Like certain manifestations had come true in that time. Like furnishing my home was a big one and changing the energy of my home as I went through this process. So I don't want to tell you that, like, I did this one sex magic thing and now everything's perfect. I don't want to give you that impression because that's I'm not saying that that can't happen for people. What I am saying is sometimes it takes more time for you to believe your manifestation so that you can get there. And now let's talk about the sex magic, okay? We're going to get into it. So (laughs) I really don't know, like, I don't want to be, like, so explicit that, like, Anchor, my podcasting host, like bans my podcast. Like I say that it's explicit, but like, what am I even allowed to say? I know YouTube would ban the shit out of this, but how do I best, you know what? We're just going to be as information packed as possible. Okay. So first and foremost, um, my spell jar video I would highly encourage if any of you are interested in manifesting something specific into your life to watch that video it's like a 40 minute video I give you all the tea all the shade all the pink lemonade it is so thoroughly put together and it gives you like you will be able to craft your own spells if you just look at like the information in that video and study it uh however we decided this time at the recommendation of Mia Magic, who is another like YouTube creator. I think she might also have a podcast. She's great. She's fantastic. I will also link her down below her YouTube channel. Um, I'm also in her one of her like witch school programs. I'm not done with it, but I'm enrolled. I think I'm on like week three. I haven't gotten back to it in a little bit, but um, something that she teaches is honey jar spells. And I had never tried this before. This was news to me, but honey jar spells are about bringing the sweetness into your life. Like asking for what you desire and bringing it in with like sweetness and richness, because that's what honey is. It's sweet. It's rich. It's so like earth made as well. You know, it's very like natural, I guess you could say, put it that way. And so My husband and I, we don't collaborate on spell work very often because being a chaos witch, it's the practitioner that decides how things are going to happen. And so... Sometimes we don't agree with how we're doing something. Not that we think the other person is doing something wrong. We just go about our magic very differently. And so when we do come together, you can guarantee, no pun intended, it will be an explosion in the best way. Um, It will be like the most magical bullshit you've ever gotten up to because we come with such different like ways of doing it. So we decide we're going to kind of do somewhat like the spell jars that I've done before but we're gonna add honey to it to make it a little bit more sweet we're gonna put our own intentions into it our own scripting so let me lay out this jar for you so we got like this cute little potion bottle it didn't really look like a typical just like mason jar we did it in like a potion shaped bottle but in this jar we added like crystal chips that we felt like really resembled what we were asking for for our home and like I Honestly, especially if y'all have like a Virgo 10th house or any major Virgo placements and you need the details, I highly encourage if you're going to do this process with your partner, um, come prepared. Meaning if you have a specific list of what you want your future home to have or your future career or something like that. Get all the details of what it needs to have. So like for me, this was where I came with that list of it has to have a bathtub. It has to have a standing shower. It has to have a captain's room and a captain's bathroom attached. It has to have a balcony. It has to be in this location or around this location. It has to have these amenities. Be as specific as possible. I came with a list because I didn't want to forget anything. <laughs> um, but... So we have this like glass jar, it's got a cork lid, we put the crystal chips in, we put in some other things like herbs and things. I'm not going to tell you every specific of this, not because I don't want to share with you. It's not about like keeping things secret. It's that, again, being a chaos witch, there's no tradition. And so if you don't believe that this herb is going to help you there's no point in putting it into your spell. I would highly encourage anybody that wants to get into like herb magic, look into Earth Power by Scott Cunningham and also the Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs by Scott Cunningham. I find those to be really great resources for helping me decipher the herbs that I want to use. Um, There are so many other ways to go about it, though. That's not the only way. Um, But and I can link those books for you down below as well. But we put in quite a few herbs that we had that we felt like really was a big part of the intention. We put some money in there because, you know, you want to be prosperous in your new space. Um, What else? We also both made scrolls. Like he had his own. I had my own. We both made scrolls that we signed that talked about what this home would be like. For my husband, he is very like norse god or norse mythology norris norse am i saying that right he's like very into like thor and Z- uh, not zeus um odin and like he is very much he will like write his scrolls in like old the olden time language like he is very different from me i'm a lot more like basic and practical <laughs> so i write my stuff the way that i would speak like i'm like Dear, I write my shit like dear universe, this is all the stuff I'm asking for. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sign my name. Right. So we both go about it in very different ways. My husband is very like my home will have warm bread always and my home will have like safety in this way. Like we just go about it so differently, which is great. I think that's why the magic works so well. So put those in there. We put, and then you basically, once you're done collecting all of your items into the jar, you top the entire thing with honey. And when I say honey, obviously if all you have is like some cheap ass great value honey, that's fine. You can use that. But if you are able to source better, source better. Like if you're able to go to like a literal, like organic farm and pick up some honey, do that. Granted, always use what you have, but if you can do better, always do better. So you pour a bunch of honey over top of it. And we Did like our own chanting as well, which I want to say we wrote like some couplets, which that also is a technique that comes from Mia Magic, She's a Queen, um, where you basically have a set of rhyming lines, two rhyming lines, and then two more rhyming lines. And you chant those nine times because you use the triple goddess, which is the maiden, the mother, and the crone. And that kind of like solidifies that intention in. And we also like burned candles for our ancestors, for guidance in this, for assistance in bringing this in, for our spirit guides. Like there was a lot that went into this, okay? Where does the sex come in? (laughs) So before we even put the jar together and gathered all the supplies, my husband and I, we we decided that we were going to come together, if you know what I'm saying. And so we like do the whole shebang, right? We do the shebang. We, um the thing is with like orgasm manifesting, you don't have to do it with a partner. You can do this by yourself, just like with your hands. <laughs> but the thing is, when you're doing this, you don't want to focus on the act of sex or intercourse. You want to focus on what you're trying to bring in. So while you're doing the deed with your partner or by yourself, you want to be envisioning, you know, I'm having visions of like forests and how rain drops onto the leaves and how like lightning cascades across the sky. And I'm having like, cause you know, Washington is a Typically very rainy, Um, so I'm bringing in all these visions of like where this place will be. I'm seeing myself in first person. It's really important that you take it into first person. Like, don't see yourself from a third person perspective. Like you're watching you. See yourself like you would just see your hands or your feet if you looked down. Because you want to put yourself in that scenario. And this is hard work. Like this is takes practice to focus your mind while you are receiving pleasure or giving pleasure. And so don't, like, beat yourself up if you can't do it the first time. Like, it takes work to train your mind to be there. So this is also really great. Like, if you already meditate, you'll probably naturally be able to do this very easily. But if you don't meditate, it might be a little bit harder. So – um you know, you bring in like these grand visions, you know, see yourself in the first person. How is your, how does your morning look? Where do you wake up? What do the sheets smell like? Right. So really put yourself there. And my husband and I, of course, were very encouraging during the act. You know, we're asking questions, not like, how do I, like, it's not like it's going to like take away from the moment, but like, you know, are you thinking about it or, you Um, I can see the trees or I can see like X, Y, and Z, you know, communicate with your partner. If you're with somebody else, like bring them into your vision and vice versa. Um, only if it feels correct, like some people are not about that and maybe your visions are slightly different. I would say before going about this with a partner, you should make sure that your visions match up because if they don't, the universe is going to get like some really interesting separation energy going on so not like you're going to be separated from your partner but it's it's easier if you're on the same page so when everybody climaxed um basically we just collected this is where I think people get uncomfortable but this is so like your body literally makes this stuff like it's not weird it's the same as using Um, menstrual blood for spell work which is also extremely potent and i would encourage that as well but after everybody climaxes um you collect from your bodies (laughs) Uh, just a little bit you don't need like a whole bunch just a little bit and you know you can put that in like a cup or wherever, wherever is going to be the most convenient for you, whatever dish you decide to use doesn't really matter. It can be something sacred to you. It can be something that's simple. But basically, I also think it's important to like stay in that energy after the fact. Like, don't just jump up and run to your altar. You know, I think it's important to stay with your partner, maybe even talk about the vision a little bit. Um, The important thing is, though, is you do need to collect, okay? So you need to collect, like, the body secretions that you're going to use in your spell work. Um, So, like, that might be awkward if you've never done that before, but this is why I also will say, like, never do these things without cluing your partner in. Like, you always want them to know, especially if you're using from them, like, my husband and I were on the same page. We knew what we were doing, which I think is the best way to do it. Um, but as previously stated, you can also do this stuff by yourself. Like you can use, um, menstrual blood if that like serves a higher purpose or serves a like higher intention for you. Um, and how do, how do I say this? (laughs) Women, like, not everybody has like fluids that just like shoot out of them, (laughs) but we still do like secrete things when we are engorged, shall we say. So, we just want to like collect on that, save it for the spell later. You can seal it off in something. You can even use like a bag. Like, if you have like a reusable bag or like, you know, whatever, you can put it not like a reusable cloth bag, but like, um, I have like reusable like hard plastic bags. Um, Tupperware containers, whatever you want. Just don't let your mom get her hands on it or any other witch that intends to do you harm because it's some powerful shit. So then like take your time, you know, talk about the vision with your partner. If you're by yourself, like relish in that feeling, right? And when you feel ready, it might be a few days later. I would encourage you to use it like pretty like soon after like maybe that day or the next at most but basically then my husband and I gathered all of our supplies got dressed up because I think when we do ritual work it's also important it's like a sign of respect for mother nature for all the things that we're using for the energy that is supporting us it's really important to make sure that you are being respectful of that and yes you can show up dressed however but for me and my practice um, I like to make sure I'm like wearing like nicer clothes or I've maybe fixed my hair a little bit, you know, um, so you get ready to enter that ritual space and then you collect all your stuff, you cast your circle, you do all that stuff. You put the jar together, which I kind of already told you about. I hope y'all been taking notes and this is how we used, excuse me, my goodness. Um, this is how we chose to use it. Um, actually I'm going to pause right here so you can hear a word from our sponsor and then I'll tell you when we get back how we used it. Okay. So we came back to our ritual space and we've done all the jar stuff. We put the honey on top. We closed the jar. Then... We used a brown candle because brown candles actually correspond to the home space. So we actually bought two of these. One candle just like a little chime candle. You don't need to buy like a huge. You can buy a huge candle, but I recommend for this purpose doing like a little chime spell candle. And we bought one for the spell and then one for when the spell came true and we would just light it for all of the energies that helped us, be it mother earth, be it spiritual guides, angels, whoever. Ancestors, you know, we call in that and offer gratitude with the second candle later. So we get the first candle out. And this is where you use that. So you take your bodily fluids, and my husband and I both took a turn dressing the candle. You rub it all over the candle, over the wick, um, as above, so below. You can say some incantations here, whatever you feel like is correct, okay? This is why I feel like explaining chaos witchcraft is really hard, because not everybody is going to do it the same way. Um, That's kind of why it's called chaos witchcraft, because it's a little chaotic. But... Um, We put that candle that we both dressed and took a lot of time to put intention into, and we put it on top of the jar and lit it. And basically what that did is it burned down. So we let it burn down. We watched it. We paid attention to the spell the whole time it was going. And as it dripped down, it seals the spell. It seals that jar. So you can't like you don't want to go back and open that. That is no longer that energy is contained there. And you no longer want to like go and peel that open. And Once it goes out, you let the candle burn out on its own, and then you want to place that spell jar somewhere safe. So we kept it on our altar space, knowing what it resembled. It's also, like, really pretty. The honey really makes it, like, this very beautiful thing to look at, especially depending on, like, what you put into it. It's quite pretty to look at. Um, And then... Basically, we did this whole intention knowing, this whole ritual, we did this whole thing knowing that we were taking a trip to Washington to look for our home. And so that was what we were really calling in was while we were there, we would find it and it would be like a done deal. And um, also, of course, you want to like go from there, make sure you close your circle and all that jazz. Um, If you're into witchcraft, you know all about that. I think I have a video also on calling the corners on my channel somewhere. Um, if you're ever interested in that, um, I I haven't done witchcraft stuff in a really long time and I feel the itch sometimes to make those videos, but they're just so out of my element because I feel like my magic is not for everyone. Not everybody identifies with being a chaos witch. So it's, that's not really the point though of creating, like I don't create this podcast with the mind frame that everybody's going to love it. I don't know. That's my own limiting belief coming out. Um, even someone like me that that helps you break through your limiting beliefs, I still struggle. So um, we close out the ritual, all that jazz. Leave the spell on the altar. And when we got back from that Washington trip, within that first week, we got word that the literally our first choice. We had kind of a list of apartments that we liked. But this one in particular was our first choice. Like this was the one that we saw that we fell in love with initially. It was like this our better universe, basically. And we actually got our very first choice, which is awesome. So we got word, we signed contracts that week. And now um, we immediately that day took the other brown candle that we had, lit it, gave a lot of gratitude, left it on our altar for all of the energies that helped us. And we haven't done it yet because it has been raining so much (laughs) where I live. But maybe we'll do that today. Actually, it might be a good thing. Um, You want to take that spell jar and bury it and give it back to the earth. Uh, Once your like intention comes true, you want to bury it now I feel like I don't know if I want to bury it here or bury it in Washington I'm not really sure which would make the most sense I almost feel like burying it in Washington would make the most sense So there's a part of me that wants to take it there and put it there in the ground but there's also a part of me that's like but wouldn't it be smart to like leave it here because we're moving on from this land I don't know Again, chaos, Witch, there are no rules. So we kind of have to decide on that as a couple because it was our spell. We have to decide what we're going to do with it. But that's the intention is we're going to go back and make sure we give it back to the earth and say thank you. And um, that's what you want to do with it. You want to give it back. So that is how the whole thing goes down. <laughs> um, I hope that like I feel like when people don't talk about these things, we think that like it is going to be so different or so mystical or so scary. But when you have somebody just kind of lay it out there for you, it's like the most practical thing you've ever heard. Maybe not. Maybe for some of y'all, it sounds weird, but it, it was awesome. Like it, the whole experience was good from start to finish. Um, I genuinely feel like it worked like that spell. I, I mean, it had to have everything that I wrote about on my scroll came true. Everything that my husband wrote about on his came true. Like it, actually it genuinely worked like it just magic is so crazy y'all <laughs> like I haven't done in truth in the how many years okay almost it's like three and a half years in my three and a half years as a practicing witch eclectic for part of it now like I said I identify as chaos witch Um, in these years I would say like ritual wise I've probably done less than 10 rituals like I do ritual work when it feels called for, but it's not something that I'm doing like every single day. Like, And I mean like the big rituals like this one. This one to me was a big ritual. I got ready for it. Um, It's different than just doing like your daily little intention things and stuff. Like still important, but different. And it just feels like the more you do this stuff, though, I'm, I'm saying this for my baby witches out there. The more you do stuff like this, the easier and easier and more normal it feels. I feel like right off the bat, when you start dipping your toes into magic, it's like, what in the actual hell? What is this? This feels weird. It doesn't feel normal. And the more you actually like dip into your practice and feel it out and see what works for you and what you like and what you don't like or what worked and what didn't work, you know, it comes more and more and more naturally to you. So that's what I have for you for this episode. I hope that this gave you some ideas on things that you could do. Or maybe you just wanted to learn a little bit more about sex magic. Maybe you wanted to know what was that was all about. Um, and there are so many ways to do that kind of magic. It doesn't even have to be done the way that I did it. You can do it with, like, a bunch of candle stuff. You can, There are so many different things. You can do, like, tantric sex. You can do, like... So many different ways. Um, that was just the way that, like I said, two chaos witches were like, yep, let's do it. Uh, that was the way that we did it. But um, really powerful stuff, like very powerful. And it like the cool thing is about ritual work, too, is the more you do it and things work the more and more and more you believe in yourself. And I think that's a big part of what like practicing magic is even about is getting yourself to believe more and more and more that what you're doing is true or correct or that it works for you. And you won't really know until you try. So... That's what I got, my beautiful friends. Thank you so, so much for listening. Definitely check out the description bar. I feel like I mentioned so many links for this one. So uh, definitely check out the description box for all of those links. Thank you so much this month for all of the support. Only like the first episode. Well, when I'm filming this, it is August 3rd. And only the first episode of like since the podcast has come back is like up right now. But... Thank you so much for all of your support on the return of the podcast. I feel so incredibly grateful and lucky and blessed to have such a platform that reaches so many people in every way imaginable. You know, we have the Twitch, the YouTube, the podcast, the Instagram, the TikTok, um, the Patreon. I feel so incredibly blessed to be able to reach as many people as I do. And I just wanted to say thank you. So that's what I got for you, pumpkin. Please do not forget when you stand on your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. I love you so much. Have a fantastic Tuesday. Bye.